0: Vote now for your top 11 players of the week, or top players of week 11. Uh, (laughs) Air player, Justin Herbert, because I need Keith to be wrong. And uh, ground player, Nick Chubb, even though he didn't win the game like Derrick Henry. I mean, they won in the game, but Derrick Henry's a mean person.
1: Derrick Henry didn't plant nobody like a tulip
0: while winning the game. Not this week. Not this week, no. Uh, if, if highlight clips have taught me anything, it's that uh, sports shows will still find a way to make Buffalo the fucking victim whenever they can. It's like, oh, you're 7-3? and three? Here's Josh Norman and uh, the uh, Hale Murray. So enjoy those highlights for the rest of the fucking season bunch of assholes listen we're winning we're doing productive things and this is what you have to shove back in our faces i won't stand for it i will sit for it for about three and a half to four hours every sunday and like two hours on a thursday and about the same on a monday but i won't stand for it November the 23rd, 2020, and this is the 4th wrong Podcast. I'm your host, RJ, and joining me, as always, is Keith. Say hi, Keith. Hi, Keith. I think that's the first
1: time that I've, like, bullied you into the intro, where you didn't either fuck it up or felt like you
0: needed to restart. Hey, shut up. They don't know that. <laughs> it's also, I, I realized recently, the last couple of weeks, kind of low energy on the intros. Like, just been very, hey, everybody, it's Tuesday. remember the da, 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 Gotta really bring it Bring it. FedEx is here, isn't it? No. Right,
1: Hold on. False start. Yeah, this is a long text. One <laughs> second. <laughs> like, I mean, it's horrible timing. Flag uh, on the play. Uh, what? <laughs>
0: I'm back. <laughs> okay. Should we should we take that from the top or Nah, fuck no. Leave it in. All right, It's fine. Editing. Yeah. Except I can't have this face and go editing because this doesn't look good. What about this face? Editing.
1: <laughs> See now, it all has to stay in because that's quality content. Great. <laughs> can't wait. Um.
0: So football happened. Football happened. As Not we like, as we like to say, football happened. Mm-hmm. That's you know,
1: uh, fourth dot Football happened.
0: Football happened. <laughs> Fourthmerch dot Psycho stick. <laughs> I want, I want, no, no, no. I want those merch deals. I just want to sell other people's merch through our store.
1: <laughs> like, we will
0: become, like,
1: become, like, the new, like, Teespring. Yeah. <laughs> but just, it's tangentially
0: related to a sports podcast. We're just T-Mart, you know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Um... So yes, football so, happened. Your football happened. My football
1: happened. Your football didn't. So we'll talk about my football. Let's, t- uh, let's club- talk
0: about how your team's got the same record as
1: my team, bro. My team's got the same record as your team, and uh, the Cleveland Browns, for the first time since 1994, are in
0: second place.
1: Currently in second <laughs> place, uh, which hasn't happened since ever. Uh, the is, last time we've the sorry. last time we've had. The last time we've had this good of a start was when Bill Belichick was our coach. Uh, this is the first time we've beat the Eagles since 94. Uh, this is the first time we've had...
0: going to make one slight adjustment that's going to make the beginning of this a little annoying. Go on. <laughs> Definitely is not time. fucking up my own audio or anything. No, 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 no.
1: Uh, this is the first time we've been this deep in playoff contention since uh 2008 uh this is the first time that th- I'm at a first actually how does uh. it
0: feel to be uh in contention while other teams are already falling out of contention uh it is honestly really weird and you're uh. not you're not in that like you're not in that bottom right hand of the graphic that just says in the hunt
1: yeah it's so it's funny you mention that because last year we technically weren't mathematically eliminated until like fairly like deeper in the season right uh so it's weird for us to be like oh we're still in contention actually in contention instead of it being like week six well we haven't been mathematically eliminated yet so i guess we're in
0: contention and then all of the afc good got good yeah so miami did you a favor this week Miami did me a solid. Uh, we're
1: gonna talk about that game. The Titans did me a solid. We're gonna talk about that game. For for the uh, one
0: Bills note, Ryan Fitzpatrick winning games for his favorite football town. Um, I appreciate it, helping us secure the division. Yep. It's like Buffalo, number one in my heart, number one yep. in the playbook. All right, let's turn this over in the end zone. <laughs> but we'll talk more about that game later. We're yeah, we're gonna talk about that game. Uh, we got a we got a full docket
1: today uh, because I watched a lot of football. I watched more football than I thought I did, but we're going to start with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, This is week three, or third week in a row, rather. Uh, Hey everybody,
0: it's October the (laughs) 2nd.
1: Whoops. Uh, It's the third week in a row at home in First Energy Stadium. Also third week in a row where the weather has been awful. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not not nearly as windy as the last two games, but it was pissing the entire fucking game.
0: Not not Baker cracking a smile on the sideline beforehand bad, which you finally saw. Yeah, not not <laughs> quite not quite that bad, but bad
1: enough to where the it's another one of those games where I felt like the offensive production as far as the passing game was muted for mm-hmm. most of the game. But that's okay because this is week two with Nick Chubb back from injury, and uh, it shows having Nick Chubb back on the field. So, a couple of key points from the game, uh, some takeaways for me. Uh, the Browns obviously won twenty-two seventeen. Uh-huh. The that they're makes not us a not a six-point team, not a six-point team. Uh, they're seven and three, five and one at home, so we're still doing a good job protecting the dog pound. The Eagles did a. I'm going to have to say it. They did a remarkable job containing Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the first half of that football game. Mm -hmm. It was very hard to watch football until halftime.
0: Which is funny because that's about as far as I made it was about halftime. And I was like, oh!
1: Yeah, you missed everything else. I missed (laughs) the good
0: part of the game.
1: Yep. So the only score of both teams in the first half was a pick six. Which I saw, yeah. Um, You know... Sione Takitaki uh, got his first impact play of his young NFL career. Spicy boy. Spicy boy. When uh, Denzel Ward came off the edge as a free runner and smacked Carson Wentz in the back as he was throwing, and (laughs) And he lollipoped right into Takitaki's hands, and he just marched it down the field for a touchdown, and that was the only score of the entire first half. It was on the eagle side it was turnover punt punt on the eagle you know. side it was business as usual yeah business usual <laughs> at this point uh on the brown side couldn't you know we had an ugly turnover that stymied a drive mm-hmm. but it was pretty unremarkable football for the second half, or for the first half but then the second half happened and nick chubb went wait i'm great and then he went off for 114 yards. Maybe um, you've heard of me. Joe Mixon who? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kareem Hunt stat line I don't think gives him any justice because he was
0: actually negative in rushing yards for most of the game. They, uh, it seemed like they were just using him as an end zone battering ram and it kind of wasn't working.
1: Yeah, there's one, the one scoring drive that, and the turnover in the first half that I was referring to was a turnover on downs on the one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're fourth and fourth and one at the goal line. Fourth and goal on the one yard line, and they handed off to uh, Kareem Hunt, and he tries to vault over the line, which works. Uh, Kareem Hunt's done it before it works and then he should have done the, it from the half yard line not the one and a half yard line yeah. I think this is only problem Yeah, the Eagles stacked up the Eagles stacked it up well and uh, they stopped him and then there was a there was a play where Baker technically was throwing like a swing route to Kareem Hunt but the pass was technically behind Baker so it was considered a handoff on the stat sheet so it was considered a fumble when he dropped it mm-hmm. so when he recovered it Kareem Hunt had negative rushing yards um, but when Kareem Hunt needed to perform, off the back of a fifty-four-yard gallop from Nick Chubb, when he planted uh, an Eagles defender into the ground like a daisy, uh, Kareem Hunt was able to hurdle his way into the end zone on a pretty remarkable uh, rushing attempt in order to get uh, a score in the second half. But besides that, a lot of field goals. Which, yeah, I mean, and then this thing right here. Big old cemetary. Olivier Vernon met Carson Wentz in the end zone. Says hi. Wentz has, has this Carson Wentz has just had this really bad habit over the past you know year of uh, he really wants to hold on to that football. He's doing that. He's doing that Josh Allen hero ball bullshit. Yeah, and it it his offensive line is not doing him any favors. And remember I texted you when you you texted me at pretty and I assume the text was uh using sarcasm when you're like, "Oh, Miles, what are you what are you going to do with yeah. Miles Garrett out?" <laughs> yeah, that was And it, I was, was
0: just 100% dripping yeah. with sarcasm of, "Oh no, what are you ever going to do with Miles Garrett out yeah. against I was the just,
1: Eagles?" And I was like, "Ah, I'm pretty sure the Eagles offensive line will figure it out for us. And they sure did. They did. We had 19 QB pressures, 11 QB hits, and 5 sacks. Absurd. Uh, Olivier Vernon reminded people that even though he's not prime Olivier, he's still Olivier. And then the rest of the defensive line, the rotational players got involved. Uh, Olivier Vernon alone got 3. And it was funny because... As the announcers were saying the announcers were pretty much like, Oh, after it was like the fourth or fifth sack of the game, the announcers were like, uh, you know, I bet you Miles Garrett is so happy right now watching his dogs eat and blah 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 blah. No, Miles then, Garrett wants like six it, of those. Like what? Yeah, and the other the other announcer was like, I bet you Miles Garrett wants some of those <laughs> <laughs> And then right after that Miles Garrett tweeted uh <laughs> pretty like- much saying pretty much saying I'm crying because 'cause I'm so proud of my boys, but I'm trying to eat too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, it was it was an ugly game, you know. There's nothing to say as far. There's nothing overtly impressive on either side of the ball. Uh, Baker Mayfield had another down game in another weather game. These three games in a row, I'm kind of putting into their own little category for the year because playing in Cleveland's hard whenever the weather does not want to cooperate. His his average for his completions was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his average was good. Uh, his completion percentage was not. His <laughs> completion percentage was not. And only some of that had to do with drops, but there really wasn't a lot of drops in this game. It was a lot of him getting out of the pocket and just chucking it, uh, like, you know, just throwing it out. Uh, There's plenty
0: of times where he just put some bad balls out there. But uh, oh God, were... that, that early pass to Austin Hooper that just sailed on him was yeah. like, was like mm-hmm. oh, my God, I maybe could have made that pass yep. with well, how open the... Austin Hooper was.
1: Right. Well, and the one right before that where he underthrew Harrison Bryant. Mm -hmm. like It was like back-to-back plays to the tight end. That should have went to the corner of the end zone where they were – like Austin Hooper was wide the fuck open. He was naked. Yeah. But but Harrison Bryant was – he had his man beat. He just had to hit him in the corner of the end zone. He underthrew that one and sailed the next one. It's so – there are some consistency issues that we're constantly talking about with Baker Mayfield, but ultimately he didn't lose us the game. Does Baker Mayfield
0: have small hands in a place where you can't have small hands? Uh, he yes, average size hands for a quarterback his size. Okay, well, yeah. for for a quarterback his size, which is six one, which is not super high on the stature list. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. His hands still probably bigger than mine. I got I got Trump hands. Yeah, I got my hands are average, I guess. I don't know. Up oh, cancer. Yep. The
1: uh, so we really only nineties on, kids will get that joke. <laughs> only nineties kids. We so we leaned on the defense a lot, and uh, the defense uh, to an admittedly weak offense, but they they played they played they came to ball. Uh, um, I think the Eagles were two and twelve for third down conversions or something like that. Yuck. Um, yeah, after coming off of their game in New York playing the Giants where they were 0 for 9 on third-down conversions. So we're starting to see a trend with the Eagles when it comes to their inability to convert and some really alarming issues with Carson Wentz that we've been talking about for most of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a mostly satisfying win because by the time...
0: Oh, so, me we... Wentz, Wentz back in that two Did he have two fumbles? Is he back in the four-turnover club? Uh, he had one fumble. Ah, oh, almost, almost made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he we're had gonna one call that fumble. the Wentz Award at this point. Not an award you want. Yep. And okay, okay, talk to me about Cardarel Hodge. Who the fuck is that?
1: Uh, Cardero Hodge. Cardarel Hodge is one of the cats that we called up when Odell got hurt. Ah, okay he has been on the roster if I'm not mistaken let me check my uh, my numbers just to make sure I'm not mistaken um, uh, yeah we claimed him off of waivers in uh, 2019 and he was mostly a special teams guy uh-huh. um, and then he was he was put on uh, yeah he was put on injury reserve at the beginning of the season we activated him in october and then he's been on the pr- between the practice squad and the main roster ever since depending on injuries um and uh he was he was having fun out there
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh, i mean he's he was your leading receiver and a name mm-hmm. that i don't recognize which is why i was asking about him yeah yeah
1: and uh we needed we needed somebody to step up in the passing game and both him and rashad higgins did uh you know i love me i love me going some hollywood right yeah. in the of the
0: game jarvis landry with a super quiet game
1: uh, yeah, quiet on the stat sheet. Uh, I, Jarvis Landry's impact in this specific offense... Is by hitting defenders in the back. Like definitely he's shut up. Do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely shows up more in the running game whenever he's having a down... Um, whenever he's da- having a down receiving game. Uh, either because he's being quiet, he's being shut down. Because, I mean, you got to think about looking at the talent that we have in our receiving core right now, specifically because Odell's injured, uh, who's the next guy you're You're doubling.
0: Oh, it's going to be Jarvis Landry. Some, some um, would argue earlier in the season, the person that you double first is Jarvis Landry. Some would argue that. Um,
1: so it's allowing other receivers to get open. And then you start having people like Cardero Hodge and Rashad Higgins, who are known to play third or fourth, sometimes fifth in the depth chart, um, and uh, go out and put up you know, 60, 70 yards per game. The other part where Jarvis Landry really impacts is in the running game, because mm-hmm. he's you're gonna you're going to march him out in your number one, even if you're playing a two or three tight end set. Uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have one receiver that's kicked out wide, uh, unless you're just doing a huge super package for running, uh, for the rush. And uh, Jarvis Landry is one of the most aggressive blockers when it comes to, you know, being a wide receiver, even outside of some of the stuff that uh, he's known for. That is a little more nefarious that he can't do anymore. Um, he's still just a he's still just a, of wide receivers his size. He's just a solid blocker up front. Yeah. So his impact can still be felt when he's on the field. Uh, a quiet game from Jarvis Landry, and I don't like seeing Jarvis Landry have quiet games because I like Jarvis. But uh, overall, as long as uh, – it's one of those things where – so this is something that Baltimore is kind of struggling with, and we'll kind of get to that um, whenever we talk to Baltimore, about Baltimore, but it's something that Baltimore is kind of struggling with. Is we've established the identity at the beginning of the season. Every single time we've let a team push us away from that identity, uh, it's not worked out in our favor. That's you can chalk up two of those losses to the fact that we're playing out playing without Nick Chubb, and then the teams that we're playing take away Kareem Hunt. And now we got to rely on the passing game, and the passing game with Baker Mayfield and this core group of talent is just not developed. Um, Please excuse the
0: airplane if it shows up on audio. Okay. Uh,
1: the, the big thing is with this with this offensive arrangement in Cleveland is you have to establish dominance at the line so you can get the running game going. And Once we start getting the running game going, it opens up the passing game a little bit because it allows us to use Baker Mayfield where he's used the best, which is on the play action and on the bootleg and once you've established the run then the play action and the bootleg open up and so does the passing game
0: if only we could teach Nick Chubb how to how to throw passes he'd be the perfect wildcat quarterback mhm teach him how to throw teach him how to play safety uh
1: <laughs> oh yeah that's right you were like fuck it just put him out on the field i don't care he's an athlete yeah. yep he he'll figure it out he'll he'll hit somebody on that strong side i was going to say i fucking... think we
0: i think we both agreed he'd be he'd end up on the strong safety yeah, side just, of things just fucking cracking people yeah Anything to get Sendeo's bum ass off the field. <laughs> I was gonna. So yeah. All right. Those were those were gonna be my two questions. Is one, uh, where's Sendeo watch at? The uh... Uh, bum. Okay. I mean, but he didn't actively fuck anything up this game, right? He, he certainly didn't help. Well. You gotta, Apparently, you he's some... helped. He's helped more than being an active detriment.
1: Look, you gotta do something to get off the bum list.
0: Okay, right, you're well, the originator of the bum list. I am the you originator of the bum list. It's true. Um, and, you know, and and also, what's up with uh, David Njoku? Uh, or or is he is he just hanging out until his contract runs out at this point?
1: Dude, I don't know, man. Especially with Harrison Bryant, really, because we talked during the preseason. Uh, we talked during the preseason about how impressed I was in training camp with Harrison Bryant, and it's it's starting to reflect on the field with how much trust Stefanski's giving Harrison Bryant in that offense because every time we're wheeling out two tight end sets, it's Austin Hooper and Harrison Bryant. Mm-hmm. And uh, Njoku's kind of – I don't necessarily say Njoku's being forgotten, especially right now with Odell being injured because uh, David Njoku is a freak athlete. He just has bricks for hands. <laughs> right. Uh, but he wants to play Uh and i tell him to put on 80 pounds and play line Yeah, (laughs) i don't think that's gonna happen (laughs) as much
0: as as much as i wouldn't mind it um you know the jordan love angle have him put on 100 pounds and play d tackle let's go right (laughs) as much as i like david njoku uh he
1: was one of the guys that i was excited about when we originally drafted him um, it's just one of those things where I think right now he still has a place on the team. It's all about whether or not he wants to he wants to know his role and
0: do his job. You know, I'm 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 this much afraid that Dawson Knox is going to fall into the David Njoku bucket mm-hmm. where he's he's a blocking tight
1: end. on on Jumbo sets and that's pretty much it
0: or just your hands aren't reliable enough I mean dudes he came out of that Ole Miss uh, offense with with Hollywood and fucking DK and it was him Mm -hmm. at tight end which is why he had like five receptions over three years or something like that um but I don't know I like Dawson Knox I hope he turns out but we're not talking about the bills this week (laughs) um yeah, not talking about the
1: Bills. Just, There's... just this thing. Just
0: this just this precious baby right here. What is that? Is it's that a, ba- a buffalo? It's a baby okay. buffalo. It's a baby buffalo, gotcha. Track it's it. it's my cute animal week. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Uh, so
1: overall I am satisfied. Especially with so the last, so it was twenty two ten. There's like a, a minute or so left on the clock. We went into the pre to just push everything out to the sideline or push everything into the middle of the field, which allowed the Eagles to get momentum in garbage time and put up another score, which brought it within five. And the way the new, the way the new uh, kickoff rules are, onside kick recoveries are pretty much impossible. Yeah. So I wasn't sweating it. So the score is the score reflects a closer game than it really was. There was at no point in time where. Cleveland's defense yielded. Literally, the only... They got a field goal where they genuinely drove for a portion of the field, and the only other score was a touchdown pass from Carson Wentz off of a turnover in our own side of the field. Mm -hmm. Where uh, Baker Mayfield got strip-sacked and they recovered the ball on like the 20-yard line, and then they flipped it out to their tight end real quick. Um, So, they didn't have to work for it. We kind of gifted them seven points. And then in for the rest of that period again you know in the fourth period or the fourth quarter they scored that one field goal and then went mostly silent again until that last minute or so it was uh it was defensive dom- dominance on cleveland's part that progressed into the second half of the field the one thing i will say about the eagles though is they went away from their running game which was stupid mm-hmm. They got behind, and then Doug Peterson got scared, so he started throwing the ball.
0: I was gonna say they got that squirrely little running back that kind of yeah. is like Darren Sproles-esque. Mm-hmm. Because Miles, what would it Miles, Boston Scott? Is that his name? Uh, Miles Sanders. Who am I thinking? All right, never mind.
1: Yeah. Um, At least Miles Sanders was the
0: feature back that they were using yesterday but okay yeah boston scott is on that team he's the guy that i'm thinking of but he's not the guy who was okay. who was driving it yesterday correct so boston okay. scott had a better average he did he did
1: but, but miles we weren't doing anything to stop miles sanders we just weren't um
0: was he getting you was... on the outside was he getting you up the middle was he getting uh, you uh, just kind of where he wanted
1: kind of almost kind of where he won it was it the the eagles did a really good job at establishing the offensive line uh, establishing themselves in the offensive line up front first but only in the rushing game because you still had cats out there like jason kelsey uh who just alone can eat up they can they can they can eat up defenders and open up gaps so the rest of the offensive line is kind of mute as long as you get the ball off quick. Miles Sanders is a shifty dude. He was able to cut into some pockets and crank out, you know, about five yards of carry, and we didn't really have an answer for him mm-hmm. uh, because if, if we cheated up too much, we were worried about the passing game, I guess. I don't, really know, I don't really know what the thought process was from Cleveland when it came to really committing to stopping the run because the Eagles in their first two drives only had one passing attempt. They were committed to rushing. They were committed to pounding the rock, which was obviously the right choice given the weather conditions and how our defensive was playing. And then it just looked like after that, especially after that that pick six in the second quarter, they abandoned the running game because uh, Doug Peterson, it looked to me, Doug Peterson was afraid the game was going to go away from him. But relying on Carson Wentz's arm and his decision making with the way he's playing right now in order to keep yourself in the game just seemed like a fool's errand to me. Yeah. You know, in reality in reality, if if they kept playing if their offensive if their rushing game kept playing as well as it did in the first half, that game actually would have been close. But it it, the running game went silent and they started really trying to utilize Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz made some decent throws and Dallas Goddard, Jalen Yeager had a had a decent game. They were getting open in the in the zone. Uh, you know, we we have issues with our secondary right now. But, but it was... They just got away from what was successful and what was actually being productive. Exactly. I think I think that, that pick six from Carson Wentz spooked them, and then we got a couple of stops in the second half that really kind of, for a brief moment, stymied the rushing game. So I just think the play callers got scared. Hmm. Especially once the defensive line started getting really downhill and really, really getting into the backfield. There was not a play where Carson Wentz took a snap where he was in a pocket, where that was a clean pocket. Yeah. Um, the, and I think, I don't know if it's a mixture of, like, just a weak offensive line, which it is. They're dealing with some injuries on the offensive line, but also, like, the media getting in Carson Wentz's head or, like, team, like, you know, the team scheme getting in Carson Wentz's head. Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson has lacked creativity as a play caller since, for the past year, almost two years, I would argue uh he's lacked that creativity that we've known from
0: him when you know Philly went to the Super Bowl right and well and i mean even that it. create even that creativity wasn't his he had to get asked if he wanted to call that play so sure <laughs> yeah so
1: it's one of those things where uh, uh i have to wind back you know i have to wind back a previous take of mine we'll we'll close out this game real quick um with with You know, we got the win in ugly conditions. These last three games has showed to me that Cleveland is also capable of winning when there's adversity, not when everything goes right, but when everything is going wrong, either it being the weather or the passing game or injuries. You know, we still have the capabilities to win Mm -hmm. uh, tough football games. But my other takeaway that I have from this game, uh, just kind of wrapping up here, is I have to wind back a previous take I had where it was that I felt the Eagles were going to win their division with a losing record. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. It's all Dallas now, baby. Yeah. I, I genuinely believe it's Dallas. <laughs> Dallas officially has the easiest schedule left in the NFC East. So it's either going to be Dallas or
0: New York. Might uh, The Giants might surprise us. But, we're going uh, to see a, a 90s rematch. It's going to be Dallas and Buffalo uh, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But watching a full Eagles
1: game, let's not see that in the Super Bowl, please. Uh, watching At least not full, the Dallas part. Not the Dallas part. Watching a full Eagles game from front to back. Uh, I uh, Everything I said about the Eagles so far about them being trash is true, but they're not <laughs> going to win their division.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Hammer that one. Mm-hmm. So I do want to
1: talk about the Bills briefly.
0: Okay. Well I was I was gonna say, yeah, what are we moving on to next now that uh the Browns segment is almost as long as our entire last podcast.
1: Uh we were bullshitting for a while.
0: Uh I wanna talk about the Bills briefly, because the
1: Bills uh didn't lose a football game.
0: No, we actually uh we got better in our division without playing. Exactly. Everybody else in their division lost, so they still won. Literally
1: everybody. <laughs> so the Jets lost, the Patriots lost. And the Dolphins lost. Y'all suck. So, so uh, congrats
0: to the Bills. Just bring, bring Tua to us. <laughs> I want that smoke. Yeah. I want to see him go. I want. I want to see him throw two picks to Tre'Davious White, and at least one to either Jordan Poyer or Micah Hyde. And then Matt Milano will make his grand return and fucking snag one also and get a sack. So I'm saying four picks and a sack by Matt Milano uh, when we play Tua. Right. Speaking of Tua uh, and the Dolphins losing,
1: uh, Tua got pulled. There goes that win streak. Yeah, there goes that win streak. Uh, Tua got pulled for performance. You know, the coach was very honest to the to the to the media after
0: the game. They pulled Tua because of his performance it was the opposite of uh having a four-hour hard-on um he underperformed
1: just a bit and then fitz magic did his (laughs) thing for a little bit and then fitz tragic
0: did his thing one good time god i was like i had the weirdest sensation watching that game Uh uh-huh i was rooting for the dolphins and I, yeah, I wasn't that, that I mean weird, that's huh? that's a lie that's a blatant and obvious lie you were rooting for Pitt Fitzpatrick. I was rooting for Ryan Fitzpatrick because I was like fucking you go you go get him guy yeah. <laughs> like they pu- they pulled you and put this young buck in and you're starting at the two and you're down a touchdown and they need you to drive this whole field and you're gonna fucking do it and guess what he drove that field mm-hmm. to the one mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and then what did he do
0: and then he drove a pick right in, right into the end zone oh yeah <laughs> it was like oh yeah i was like and that's the quarterback i know he yep. like Fitzp- it's like it's like it's him it's nick Foles, and it's got to be one other for the rule of threes but those like five to seven game quarterbacks where it's like mm-hmm. who's the third one right. gardner, qu- gardner menchu it's gardner menchu ryan fitzpatrick and nick Foles. i think that's fair i think that's fair
1: how quickly had we have... Uh, this, I feel like this is the quickest we've ever seen the Fitz magic to Fitz tragic, uh transition. One drive. <laughs> Think of an eye. One drive. He was fucking marching. It was everything that fucking Denver could do to stop him. And then he just... I fucking forgot that Miami wasn't wearing orange that week. It's like, wait a... S- Did I... Am I playing for you guys now? Where? I'm confused. Have I played for Denver yet?
0: I must be playing for Denver now. By now, right? Shit. Wrong orange. Uh, Damn. <laughs> uh I mean, is there anything else you wanted to talk about this game with with Tua in that, or are we just pointing out the fact that uh your your favorite pick is wrong? No, I mean huh. I don't want to go that far. I mean, we're gonna talk about the chargers next, so you know you can talk about it now or you can talk about it in a minute. I don't know. I I mean one I think it's actually kinda smart. I think in this day and age of putting quarterbacks out there like young rookie, high drafted quarterbacks out Mm -hmm. there. Um, Don't murder their confidence with a loss. Don't. Yeah. Well, don't make it somebody else's problem (laughs) or, or, or just like, Hey, like you don't, you don't have it like this exact week right now. Let's see if we can salvage this. Like watch the guy, you know, who was in front of you. See if you can pick anything up because I mean, again, Fitzpatrick literally did everything, but get him into overtime. Mm-hmm. um so you know i don't know yeah i'll tend to agree with that um especially with like you know again like i think it's Devonte parker's like the only real wide receiver of note that they're working with so you yeah, know, it's they're they're, twos, they're very twos, much re- twos, the dolphins are kind of doing a lot with not a lot and it pains me mm-hmm. to say that um, well, it was it was that same thing where last
1: year when we were watching the, you know, the Dolphins, quote unquote, tank for Tua and they still got him. Um, yeah. But then but then they started like winning games on accident. It was like the amount that 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 coaching staff has been able to do with what they have is it's
0: genuinely impressive. You know, what's, and that's why that's why you got to keep his job. You know, it's legitimately funny. What's that? Fitzpatrick and Tua have almost identical stats. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, They both threw for right around 100 yards, just Tua had a touchdown, and Fitzpatrick had a pick.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And Fitzmagic did it in one drive. Is this another... Wow, this is another game, like, when Tua first came in, where, like, Miami just didn't have the ball. This is very much like his first game, except they didn't Mm -hmm. win it, where it's just like, they didn't have the ball, they didn't have to have the ball, they put up a few points, and they almost won. Yeah. It was just, you know the rams didn't spot them 14 or you know i guess in this case uh, the broncos didn't spot them 14 going into it with pick sixes and shit um but yeah i don't have a lot of takes on the miami game i I re-watched it and i caught the end of it and i thought i thought they were going to at least push it into overtime uh and i think that would have been interesting and i would have been no i would have been happy for fitz magic let's be real here i would not have been happy for miami um but oh uh, yeah uh so so the bills get one game further ahead in the, in the division hey Go one on. thing you can be happy about though uh is that the chargers also beat the jets <laughs> uh,
1: justin herbert is really really trying to make me eat some crow air bear uh goofy fucking haircut aside if you haircut and all uh, the guy is fucking balling out
0: yeah and Jesus they had him throwing that ball
1: yeah and he and they and the Chargers almost lost this game in a char- very Chargers fashion
0: uh, up by multiple points and just let the other team crawl back into it I was gonna say yeah this looks like the Jets just the Jets and footsteps Flacco um, mm-hmm. try to crawl back in
1: it yeah Flacco's first pass of the game pick six it was pretty sick. Justin
0: um, Justin Herbert is putting up like early season Josh Allen numbers.
1: Yeah, Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, who we'll also talk about later, uh, are literally up until up until Sunday. Uh, we're literally neck and neck for rookie of the year
0: with the kind of numbers they're putting up. Still, should be Mapletron. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I saw a take earlier that was that was interesting. That was like. If Claypool was on any other team right now that wasn't 10-0, and 0, he'd easily be Rookie of the Year. Mm. He'd also easily be the number one receiver. Yeah, on, on most teams at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't mind him. Yeah. But Jets-Chargers. Um, the Jets uh, continue to suck. They're officially the first team out of playoff contention. Officially. Officially. Mathematically and, disqualified.
1: Yeah. Um, They're also the first team to break break double-digit losses this season. With
0: 0-10. Did they make it to 10? Okay. 0-10. Yep, they sure are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep getting confused because this week threw me off. I was like, oh, how is everybody at 10 games? That doesn't make any sense. It's like, week 11! Oh. Yeah.
1: You haven't had your bye yet. Yeah, we, yeah.
0: Yeah. We've got a super late buy for once. I feel like the Bills always have like a week six buy or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, we always have something super early. So, to get it at this point is interesting timing. Um, sure, sure, sure. But Justin Herbert balled out. Keenan Allen doing fucking Keenan Allen things. Mm-hmm. Like, acting like he's Michael Thomas or something. Weird. Uh, and yeah, the Jets are bad. The Jets are a bad Jets. team. Jets I, are real bad. Hopefully, they're not the next team uh, to draft a quarterback at number one overall and then have them tear their ACL and MCL. That'd be tragic. That would be tragic. Who could that have happened to? Uh, Keep listening to the show and find out. Yeah, now. Uh, We still got more games to talk about. News comes later. I was going to jump over to their game. All right, fine. There goes my great transition. I mean... there goes my average
1: transition i mean we can talk about this game that literally no one cares about (laughs) i mean yeah it's really only for the only news that came out of that game is that joe burrow is out for the rest of the season with an acl and ncl uh injury honestly probably
0: out for part of next season too at this rate Mm -hmm. probably with how late it is already so who do you uh who do you think's had the more devastating injury at this point um between him and tua I mean, Tua is clearly back in the NFL and is playing games, and an ACL-MCL is, like, recoverable at this point.
1: Mm, I think Tua only because of how much it hurt his draft stock. Okay. okay. Um, Joe how Burrow much are yeah. <laughs> four spots. <laughs> Yeah, Joe, Bur- well,
0: hey, that's a lot of money, dude. The difference between first and fourth is millions of dollars. It, sure. It's not yeah. it's not the difference from like when Matt Stafford went number 1 overall and he got like 60 mil coming out the gates, but well, sure. Yeah, CPA has changed since then. Yeah. But uh, you know, Joe Burrow,
1: uh, he's already on his he drafted number 1 overall, already got his number 1 overall money. Uh it's it sucks um because it's it's not necessarily devastating for Joe Burrow. Um the technology is in place for him to recover just fine adrian peterson uh, has proved that you can come back from yeah. it yep it's more of how much it affects how tragic it is for cincinnati because joe burrow is literally the only thing that they have going for them they used to have andy dalton they used to have andy dalton but what did i say at the beginning of the season after the first couple of games where joe burrow was the starter that offensive line is going to get that man killed. Mm-hmm. Guess what? He did. He dead. He dead. He dead so, uh, as per usual on the 4th and Wrong podcast, he's in peace to Joe Burrow. We don't like seeing good players get hurt. Um, I hope he makes a full recovery so we can have uh, some more Ohio showdowns because yeah. Baker Mayfield evidently plays his best whenever he's playing Joe Burrow. So... <laughs>
0: Yeah, and uh I mean uh, obviously you don't I mean he was supposed to be another one of the shining spots of the up and coming players in the league and it's like, you know, the league is best when you have good quarterback play. Like mm-hmm. if we learned anything from the XFL and the AAF, the game is better when you have a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, while, while I want everybody else's quarterback to be slightly less good than my quarterback, I don't want him to die. Yeah, you don't want him to die. Like to it's a place for the dolphins, and even at this point, I'm like, my hate for the dolphins is like mm-hmm. older than you are. So,
1: if if anything gives you an idea of like the optic, like gives you a decent optic of like the kind of offense that Joe Burrow's having to play within and how productive he's been able to do, or been able to be, uh, Ryan Finley, his replacement. Who the fuck is that guy? Um, I feel literally, like I vaguely got... recognize the name. Yeah, literally got sacked four times. Like, like Joe Burrow actually avoided being sacked that entire game.
0: M- miraculously. Nope, I lied. Ryan Finley's 25 years old. I've never heard of this motherfucker in my life. Yeah, I don't know. That's oh, he played at State. Is. Okay. Maybe I heard his name the last year or so. Like, like NC State? Like NC State. Hey, no wonder he's bad. <laughs> yeah, tell that to Philly Rives.
1: NC State used to be good. Okay, they're not now. It's like, hey, Mitch Trubisky, UNCW or from UNC, bad <laughs> quarterback, bad football team.
0: <laughs> it would make more sense if he was from UNCW, undefeated.
1: Yeah, can't lose.
0: Can't lose if you don't have a football team. Can't uh, miss can't miss Mitch. No. Yep. But speaking of good quarterback play, yeah, let's talk about some others. Yeah, I'm gonna let you drive at this point.
1: And uh the XFL since you brought it up, PJ Walker had his first start this uh this week. He sure did.
0: This was a good listen, if this was your first start in the NFL, uh this None. was a good week for you. Yeah. Uh which is why Tua should have waited. No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh well, I mean PJ Walker's been on a roster just as long as Tua has.
0: But he didn't start.
1: But he he started this week.
0: Right, right, which is why I said this week was a good week uh, to start your first football game. Yes. Because also another guy we're going to talk about later on. Yes. Okay. He's on my
1: list. Uh, PJ looked good. Uh, he had he had some decent touch on some deep passes. He was very mobile. He was moving the pocket around. Uh, he, f- he also had some atrocious reads in the red zone. Boy, boy looked like he could still spin some of those. Sometimes it's to the wrong color jersey. Sometimes, but if anything, this game proved on top of the defensive play that the that the Panthers were able to formulate for this game in particular, considering they completely shut out Detroit. Um, PJ Walker proved that he deserves to be in the NFL unequivocally i think that's pretty fair yeah uh, d- uh whether or not he deserves, maybe in deserves, cincinnati yeah <laughs> uh whether or not he deserves to be starting in the nfl uh let's take, see how he develops I,
0: I take that back pj walker does not deserve to be in cincinnati
1: no one deserves to be in cincinnati literally no one no I g- one i gave
0: up on the cincinnati joke because they're doing it for me yeah <laughs> the whole team's a joke
1: so that was exciting um you know, you, p- you poked around on some of the highlights, and I think uh, both of us kind of agreed that he, he looked... he looked Serviceable. Like, yeah, he looked like somebody making his first start in the NFL.
0: Yo, he looked like a quarterback who uh, helped provide the second shutout all year. Mm-hmm. So, you know.
1: Yeah. And it was... Not that he was... played
0: defense, obviously, but, you know. <laughs> sure. He put the points on the board that the other guys didn't. Yeah, he contributed. Yeah.
1: Uh, but...
0: Even, another, Ra- even Matt Prater couldn't save him after that 59-yard bomb the year, the week before. No, 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 no. Uh,
1: but another quarterback that we both have on our radars made his first start this this week. Okay,
0: quick, uh, quick Panthers segment. All right, moving uh, on. Well, I mean, fucking, we don't need to talk about every team for 20 minutes. <laughs> Let's break everything down. Yeah. Uh, Taysom
1: Hill. First yeah. Start over over Jameis Winston. Over 2020 Lasix eyeball
0: fixed Jameis Winston. Yeah uh, thoughts. Did you watch this game at all? I, I was watching the beginning of it and I made it through the first quarter into the second. And then I lost track of it. And then I watched the highlights this afternoon. Gotcha. Um, basically it's kind of what you were saying, uh, you know, in our, in our side conversations outside the podcast, also known as our conversations. Um, that this is not the only time we talk to each other. no, <laughs> um that Taysom, you know i wasn't hating on him he just wasn't showing me anything and then i saw some of the highlights afterwards and it was like yo some of these throws are dimes and others like i need a dollar back because you shorted me Mm -hmm. um by about 15 or 20 yards and Mm -hmm. that dude had to come back for it but you know
1: Mm -hmm. so i actually have specific notes all right from uh Watching Taysom Hill. Are uh, they like, middle? are are Real? they,
0: are they oaky notes? Are they pine tar perhaps?
1: Uh, some could say that. Oh, you so got s- baseball stats? <laughs> no, some of, uh, some of my observations with Taysom Hill was, uh, A, what we talked about before the game started was, uh, Sean Payton is a tremendous play caller and a tremendous offensive schemer. Uh-huh he'll find a way to make it work. And largely he did. Um, some notes that I had on Taysom Hills, he'll never be a true pocket guy. Um, and, but his arm was largely as advertised with a very limited sample size. Cause all we have is the few throws he's made in regular season on gadget plays. And then the time when he was with green Bay, when he originally got signed to green Bay as an undrafted free agent, mm-hmm. Uh, he played in some preseason games, but going back to what he did in college and what we saw yesterday, uh, his arm was largely as advertised. Uh, not a lot of touch on the deep ball, uh, but he can move the pocket. And then the moment at the at halftime, we saw we saw a paradigm shift from the Saints. Mm-hmm. The moment at halftime. The play calling started favoring his athleticism and not his ability to throw. All bets were off. There was nothing. That, there was nothing the Falcons were going to be able to do to crawl back into that one. Right. Uh, I, Taysom Hill, you know, had his two rushing touchdowns. Kamara had a third. Uh, feel, some of those. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, you wrap up your thought and then I'll go. It, yeah. Some of the throws looked really impressive uh, when the few times or the times that he did stand in the pocket and deliver. Some strikes. He had a lot of poise. Mm -hmm. Um, I still think he needs to work on uh, sensing pressure, Mm -hmm. which is fine. It's his first full-time start as a quarterback, right? Um, He's in at the quarterback position. You could largely call him a rookie because he hasn't played quarterback since 2017 or whenever he was originally signed into the league. Yeah. Um, So as just just quarterback, you know. He's literally on the roster as a quarterback who never plays quarterback. Yep, pretty much. But just based off of his athleticism alone and the sample size that we have when it comes to his arm talent, Sean Payton can make something out of this, just like he did with Teddy Bridgewater. And I I very much equated it to 2018 when Joe Flacco got benched for Lamar Jackson. Mm Mm-hmm. We didn't see Lamar Jackson throw a lot, not any impressive throws, anyways. Like he did last year, right? Uh, his his pass the passing game was very limited, and they leaned into Lamar Jackson's athleticism, and they won football games. They ended up ending closing the season out at ten and six, um, coming off of a horrendous start because Joe Flacco's career is kind of like at this point um, because. Harbaugh is also a really good offensive schemer and offensive play caller. So I, there's no doubt in my mind that Sean Payton can't make something out of this, at least until Drew Brees is healthy. And it puts a lot of stock in handing the keys over to Taysom Hill as a long-term solution whenever Drew Brees decides to finally hang it up.
0: Yep. Um, my my whole thing on it is I feel – or my whole thing on Taysom Hill is I, f- I feel – I'm either a crazy person or a savant, and sometimes those things are indistinguishable. Um, But it's just like, is nobody remember who Tim Tebow was? Have we all have we all forgotten? Everybody's like, everybody's like Taysom Hill. We've never seen anything like this before. Is like, kind of though got the guy the, guy the guy who should maybe be playing a linebacker who's who's throwing passes yeah that fucking, that fucking jump pass though that one footed jump pass he threw
1: <laughs> i think you're super off base with that comparison all right honestly.
0: that's that's i listen this taste, is taste this is, hill
1: taysom hill is a freak athlete this is to
0: the fourth so and sometimes incorrect <laughs> podcast like i can yeah.
1: Taysom, Taysom Hill is a freak compared to Tim Tebow.
0: Sure, sure. I mean, athletically, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. As a quarterback, I feel like they're very, uh, you know, eh. they're equatable. Now, granted, mm-hmm. now, granted, we're also talking about we're still talking about Tim Tebow, who went all the way through college, you know, won that BCS championship, got drafted as a quarterback versus Taysom Hill, who, you know, went to BYU did nothing of note that i'm aware of and got drafted as you know more or less an athlete or was he even drafted
1: no he was he went undrafted so he
0: went undrafted as an athlete so again i'm making that comparison between one person who had like way more time to polish their shit and still kind of came out um as a fudgy turd and another guy who's finally now getting his shot and yeah is definitely way more of a freak athlete but i don't think is necessarily that much better as a quarterback at this juncture
1: No, I 100% disagree. Tebow's garbage. Okay. And there's nothing you can do to convince me that Taysom Hill is even in the same league as Tim Tebow. He has a stupid throwing motion, and he's left-handed, and... He wins games. Uh, uh, he's
0: he's 48% over his career. Wins games. He won... Took him to the playoffs. Won him a game. He That was largely on the back of a defense, and you know it. I mean, if you want to talk about Cameron Jordan and his three sacks yesterday, we can talk about that, too. uh, Because Matt Ryan was fucking eating turf, if you want to talk about the other side of the ball.
1: I mean, yeah, sure. Fucking, you know, the the Saints defense certainly did not do the Falcons any favors. Right. But um, I... You you disagree I'm, with my take? That's fine. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting Tebow in any classification of a NFL quarterback that we're talking about today. Oh, There's I'm saying reason.
0: I don't. Taysom Hill is not convinced. Has not done enough for me to convince me he's he's Tim Tebow yet. I'm I'm coming at it from the opposite direction where Taysom Hill's still got more to prove. That's my take. Oh sure, uh,
1: f- fair. Uh, I don't think. I, I, uh, consistent starter Tim Tim fucking
0: tebow so that's just not the comparison I would go with you know um, uh, I would say consistent starter Tim Tebow taysom Hill on an upward trajectory yeah I don't
1: know I think the branding I think the branding's too different small simple size yeah I think I think more of more of what we can expect out of uh taysom hill. Is more along the lines of his athleticism than being a pure passer like they wanted Tim Tebow to be. So I just think the trajectory, the trajectories as athletes and people are too different to compare.
0: I mean, yeah, and it also, it also fully has to do with, uh, with the coaching and you know what those particular minds have in mind for what their quarterbacks are doing. I mean, Denver at the time wanted a pure passer. I mean, mm-hmm. New Orleans already has that in Drew Brees, and like you were saying, Sean Payton's smart enough to scheme around people. So, in theory, he may just be smart enough to scheme around, you know, Taysom Hill throwing 250 yards a game and and winning. You know, again, then, there's 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 a quarterback out there that we're using as a metric at this point that is still somehow winning games while throwing like 150 yards. Or so. Mm-hmm. And there's
1: there's one thing we can't discount though when it comes to the Saints though uh, we cannot discount the impact of having Michael Thomas to throw to and that's all I'll say.
0: Uh, oh, a hundred percent, one hundred percent. Michael Thomas must have just been like shitting himself. He's like he's like oh I'm the number one option and this guy can throw ten yards. I got this. Hell yeah, brother. Because I mean yeah yeah my my only my only thing that really has me concerned about Taysom Hill is that massive underthrow he had. Like yeah. That was not that was not a close ball. Yeah,
1: with with as strong and as athletic as he is, that's something they can fix with mechanics if yeah. he takes to it. So we'll we'll see we'll see what happens next week. Um, that's really the big the big thing is is like uh like we both said already the sample size is too small. Um, I saw some things I'm really happy with. I also saw some things that are concerning. Um, I, uh, I as well as you are am not convinced that he's the the go to guy yet. But the the potential is definitely still there. Uh, They play the
0: Broncos next week. So, um, I think, I mean, I think that'll be another nice light test for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And if anything, uh, Taysom Hill's also getting the benefit that they're literally playing um, the three to four weeks that Drew Brees is out. It's literally going to be Falcons,
0: Denver, Falcons again, then the Eagles. Jeez. So, yeah. We having wings is what you're saying. Oh yeah. Um, and I guess I guess my one last point on this before we push forward is um, you can basically say that Taysom Hill had a better passing game than Matt Ryan, um, mm-hmm. and kind of have a hard time arguing against that. I yeah, mean, Matt so- Matt Ryan Matt Ryan threw for more than ten more attempts, uh, completed mm-hmm. one more pass, and had one fewer passing yard with two more interceptions. Yep. Matt Ryan did not have a good game. So hey, the the you know the smartest way to use your cornerback is to his advantages, and one would argue the Saints definitely did that.
1: Absolutely, and it resulted in a win. Moving on to somebody that I already mentioned with the Taysom Hill comparison, uh, we're going to talk very briefly about the Baltimore Ravens Tennessee Titans game, and that's sure. because I br- I brought up Baltimore earlier in the show where uh, when they're like they're going through like an identity thing right now. Um, Baltimore is at their worst whenever they are no longer the bully, as uh, as they mentioned on Get Up this morning. Um, when they're not playing with a lead, they're not great. Exactly. When that team when that team gets ahead, the, the the Baltimore's modus operandi over the past two years has been get ahead, stay ahead, and keep burying them. Don't stop putting up points. Keep the foot on the gas. Uh, Lamar Jackson has regressed. The running game has not been nearly as dynamic. I think people are doing a really good job at containing Lamar Jackson and making him beat people with his arm, and he's just not able to. Um, this is a question that I had ever since he got drafted was, yes, he's a freak athlete, but can his arm talent sustain wins if they take away that athleticism from him? And uh, we're starting to kind of get an answer, especially with Baltimore going through their identity crisis. Um But I will give Baltimore the credit to driving downfield, tying up the game very late to send it into overtime. Um, You know, kind of not yielding, showing a little bit of resolve, uh, and then giving and then being stopped. They had the ball first in overtime, just straight up getting stopped. And... uh, you know what happens when you give Derrick Henry the
0: ball in overtime. You do, uh, The pro tip is don't give Derrick Henry the ball in overtime. You're going to lose the game. You're going to have a bad
1: time. So a special, super sweet, uh, super satisfying uh, thank you, Tennessee Titans, for ensuring that the Cleveland Browns
0: are number two in the division. I was going to say, outside of uh, the Steelers, you almost had the same week I did. Mm-hmm. Fuck the Steelers. <laughs> Boy, if only they would play, like, real opponents outside of their division on this schedule. It'd be nice. Uh, not going to happen. Um, uh, dub
1: Bills. Duh, Bills. They do play the Bills. So, uh, yeah, so
0: brief. Go ahead. I have a quick question. Sure, go for go, it. Going back to your, your, uh, your statement of Lamar is regressing. Uh-huh. Um, is – this is a very self-serving question – so, sure. I'm going to I'm a tee this one up. Is Josh Allen currently the best quarterback out of that draft? No. Wh- how? Cuz I don't want to give you the satisfaction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not 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 the guy who going into this week was leading the lead in yards or anything. Leading the league in yards. I can talk into microphones.
1: Are you sure?
0: Little, 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 little. Yeah. Little, little, little. <laughs> little, little, little. Little, little, uh, little, Yeah, to
1: answer your question, frankly, yeah. Josh Allen uh, um, is currently playing better than every other quarterback in that draft class. Okay. Lamar Jackson still has an MVP. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, can't fucking take that away. Can't take that away from him. Um, real quick on the Steelers uh the Steelers won again against Jacksonville fucking surprise surprise uh the only thing that I do want to mention from this game Jacksonville is, is also a bad team is, say what <laughs> I said Jacksonville also a bad team right the only thing that I want to take away from this game is Maple Chase Claypool now has eight receiving touchdowns in eight games in eight games how do you mm-hmm. figure eight
0: games was he out for two uh, that's just the stat I was fed. Oh, or maybe it was eight touchdowns over the last eight games from that game when he got three early on.
1: Yeah, that one.
0: Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's ridiculous. I wanted him in the draft. I mean, again, it's the terrifying thing where the Bills could legitimately have DK Metcalf, Stefan Diggs, and Chase Claypool mm-hmm. all in the wide receiver room. But we don't. Yep. What could have been. What uh, could have been.
1: I think what really hurt Jacksonville is this ge- in this game is that they were starting Jake Luton at quarterback. And who the fuck
0: is that guy? Uh it's the it's the it's the throat um lozenges. Mm, right. Right, 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 right. Wait, no Lutons. They're those things from the wolf on Wall Street. Bricola. Queluda. Mm. Um <laughs> So
1: uh Kansas City got their game back. Yeah.
0: against the uh, one team that took their game away.
1: Yep, yeah, against the one team that beat them. Uh, yeah, I want to talk
0: about this game because I got some opinions.
1: Yeah, that's Yeah, this is really the big game outside of my game and then a couple other sets. Like really kind of a kind of a big deal cuz to me this kind of pretty much cemented the division for Kansas City. Uh and uh, although Patrick Mahomes wasn't it was not a it was not, you know, a star-studded Patrick Mahomes' performance when it mattered. He drove down the field and pretty much stole the win from the
0: Raiders. I'll be honest, there were some of those passes coming out of Derek Carr that looked better than anything Mahomes... Like, Mahomes was throwing the, like, I'm rolling out, throwing cross-body for 10 yards things like he normally does, which yeah. which we now call normal, but is still fucking ridiculous. But, yes. um, I mean, I gotta give it to Derek Carr. That dude was throwing some fucking dimes to people. It's-
1: and he was hella efficient doing it. You know, he only, <clears> he <throat> oh, Keith <he's> died. <laughs> he only, we've been talking a lot this episode. Uh, uh, he, you know, he, his completion percentage was great is what I'm trying to say. Right. Uh, he was, he was a very efficient quarterback, um, had a, had a pick in there. It was, was kind of ugly, um, but what can you do? The uh, yeah no I 100 percent agree uh, whatever whatever John Gruden did with Derek Carr this past off season some um, for this team to make the improvements that they have especially with some of the personnel changes they had this uh, during the off season like it's really I'm, I'm I'm having fun watching the Raiders play.
0: Do you, do you think uh, Derek Carr took John Gruden to church or do you think John Gruden took Derek Carr to hell? Like where, like where was the where was the mesh point between the two of them?
1: Well, it had to be Jer-
0: John Gruden's doing, right? You would think, because John Gruden
1: wanted Derek Carr gone last season. He
0: should sure? what, or maybe that, maybe that is Derek Carr saying, "Hey, bud, maybe let's." Derek- let's come to god yeah let's uh let's uh, have let's, a talk to jesus in,
1: moment yeah let's have him come into jesus meeting Derek carr took went up to john gruden and was like let me
0: remind you who the fuck i am he looked at him like the undertaker and then have you seen that picture yet <laughs> which one Derek carr uh looking at the nfl camera like the undertaker uh-uh i bet you it's spooky it's pretty it's pretty good
1: he's <laughs> like all right yeah. let's let the hell out <laughs> But I mean, I mean, we've all unanimously over the past year. I mean, Derek Carr has been in the league since you know 2014, and especially where he was drafted, uh, he immediately started overperforming. Uh, he was a second round pick, I believe, uh, late in the second round, and or early in the second round, rather, um, and. He, I don't think anybody questioned that Derek Carr was a bad quarterback. I just think he had some off years, and I don't know why John Gruden wasn't so hot on him. So, yeah, it could have been one of those things where Derek Carr, like, you know, sat down in John Gruden's office during the offseason and was like, look, I need to remind you who the fuck I am because I've been to the Pro Bowl. You know, Uh, I've been on playoff-winning teams as the starting quarterback. So I'm what you got to work with, brother, because the Raiders already paid me, son. (laughs) And
0: Gruden's like, yeah, they paid me too. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, well...
1: And I don't who have the the a fuck good... else are they going to put out there? Nathan Peterman.
0: I don't have a good Gruden impression. Uh, nobody does. No. Ch- Chucky's Chucky. What's it? Well, yeah, that 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 one guy. The one guy's got a good one, but he does everybody. Caliendo. Caliendo's got a pretty good Gruden. Scrape the face. Great for audio. <laughs> Okay, where are we at? Or are
1: we looking forward now? Uh, I'm looking forward to tonight's game.
0: Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay Gronkaneers. Uh, I was thinking about so I think I saw that the over under on this was like four and a half, or not the over under the the spread was like four and a half. Uh huh. Where are they playing? Are they playing in Tampa Bay? Uh, they are playing in Tampa Bay. I think Tampa's got that easy. Yeah. I don't think I don't think L.A. is that good of a team. They might hit the forty-eight and a half point over, um, mm. but I think I think Tom Brady's got this one. Yeah, I think
1: I think I I tend to agree with that. Uh, I I it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. It just genuinely is in most cases. Um, I mean, for for two decades, you don't bet against the Patriots. Nope. The only thing I. I think the only the only real thing that really kind of kind of pushes in the Rams favor a little bit is their defense has been arguably
0: performing slightly better. I mean, they've still got Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey on that defense, so you know, they got players. Yeah, correct.
1: But is the offense going to be able to there in turn do their part? If the defense is having a good game, stopping that Tampa Bay offense. Which, uh, we gotta you know, kind of remind people, uh, the only people that have been able to... The only teams that have been able to stop that Tampa offense have been the Saints twice, who are arguably a really good football team, and the Bears on accident. Because Cause it was Brady, early in the season. Because it was early in the season, and... Uh, Tom Brady likes giving one away occasionally. Tom it, Brady just doesn't have an answer for Nick Foles. What can I
0: say? It was in that first few weeks where it was like oh maybe this Tampa Bay experiment won't work and then it was like whoops! Yeah. But. JK Right. The only
1: games the only games the Tampa Bay in all of their wins have only had one game where they've scored less than 28 points. Uh, and that was against the Giants of all teams they kind of played the Giants kind of played up at the same time I was gonna Tampa say that sounds like down. Tampa Bay
0: playing down more than anything
1: <laughs> well the reason why I say the Giants played up is because it the, was only a two-point
0: game oh. it was 25 to 23 uh so I don't know I I also Eli was or not yeah Eli was sitting in the stands like just beat him one more time just for <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that gridiron heights Eli beat that brady kid
1: yeah. beat that brady kid
0: uh also but. get to see more ab out of tampa bay so Dude, hooray. see more AB. hooray
1: totally wanted him back in the league hooray.
0: <laughs> uh whatever so if he signed to the browns you'd have taken him shut up do you think they're gonna cover <laughs> yeah i think they'll cover yeah me too uh to be fair i was wrong on my last cover bet so <laughs> and i think Maybe that was if... only two and a half points uh well to be fair i picked i picked the cardinals to beat uh seattle and I think that was two and a half points. So I was just full-on wrong on that one. I didn't know they were playing in Seattle at the time. That might have changed my opinion, but... I don't think Seattle's
1: playing in Seattle is as much of a factor as it would normally be, it's but it's still a
0: factor. Playing in Seattle, playing in Kansas City, like playing in Buffalo, are not the mm-hmm. same advantages that they normally are. Yeah. So we definitely know that. 100%. Um, any other... News, nibbles, bits, anything? Yeah, man. Okay.
1: So this is pretty big because it affects my division. Okay. So Baltimore and Pittsburgh play this Thursday. And both Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins tested positive for
0: COVID. Yes, I did. Yeah, I heard about that earlier today. Mm -hmm. So the Ravens' backfield is now empty no, the Ravens' backfield is now Lamar Jackson.
1: Yeah, the, exactly. <laughs> um, they, uh, that rushing slash passing identity crisis that we were just talking about just got a whole fuck ton worse for Baltimore going into, one would argue, a crucial division matchup. Also, it's a short week. And it's also a short week. After a tough loss and Pittsburgh kind of coasting to a win, and Pittsburgh is largely considered the most healthy team in the NFL right now. Helps. It helps. Uh, that that second place in the division is looking pretty solid right now for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Don't you have one more against the Steelers later on? Uh, we have one more against the Steelers and one more against Baltimore.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, we are... Not out of the woods yet, but Baltimore taking a loss from Pittsburgh would help,
0: help us out tremendously. One, one would argue that you're not out of the woods, but you're into the thicket of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Honestly, we could conceivably... That was a great forestry
0: joke. Thank you. I Look.
1: <laughs> Pout about it. I will. Okay. Uh, one could argue... One could make the argument that we could drop the entire series to both the Ravens and Pittsburgh and still win second in this division with the rest of our schedule.
0: Yes, but is second mm. enough to make it into the playoffs this year? Uh it is as long as teams like the Dolphins keep losing. And the Ran well, and the Raiders and Yeah. We'll okay. see how
1: it comes out in the wash. I can't help tiebreakers, okay? There's a lot of 7 and 3 teams in the fucking league
0: Let's right see, now. See, I'm trying to think about it. So, Kansas City's got their division, which means the Raiders are probably second. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our division, making Miami second. The mm-hmm. Steelers currently have your division with you at second. Mm-hmm. Who am I missing? This, oh, the AFC South. Uh, it's the Colts and Titans are currently
1: tied for first with the Titans or oh, with the Colts having the tiebreaker. Then
0: you're probably okay. So the four, I mean, so the fourth team, there's not going to be a fourth team. So the three teams will come out of the the Northeast and West. So I I like your odds at this point. I don't think there's another NFC South team or AFC South team that's going to make a huge push at the end.
1: If the yeah, if the playoffs were to start right now. Right me out If they're they a start right now, uh Bill, Steelers, Colts, and Chiefs would be your division leaders, and then your three wild cards would be uh the Titans, us, and uh whoever would win the tiebreaker between Miami and the Raiders.
0: Which I don't I don't, I don't I don't think there's, think there's a tiebreaker.
1: <laughs> I don't think they've played, so it'd have to be strength of schedule.
0: Although they will they will play at some point. They will play, yeah.
1: But um, as of right now, yeah, as of right now, strength schedule, Um, really, the AFC South is kind of the kind of the wild card, uh, depending on what the Titans and Colts decide to do.
0: Well, hopefully, Um, for your sake, they beat the shit out of each other.
1: Yeah, hopefully they keep beating the shit out of each other and everybody else in that division decides to catch a little bit of fire.
0: There's a small chance that if the Bills host a home playoff game, uh, we could get the Browns and I could be living in Buffalo at that point. So we'll go tailgate. Hey, tailgate and empty stadium. Don't act like the Bills fans wouldn't do that.
1: Oh, no, it would be, dude, it would be the craziest Bills Mafia gathering of all time. It would be like back, like, to this day, there's people that, um, well, I don't think they do it anymore, but there used to be, when they built First Energy Stadium in Cleveland
0: uh people would still still tailgate the old Cleveland municipal stadium just Oh wow (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Yeah no the bill the Bills have been at the same stadium uh, forever. Yeah. So y'all need to renovate. Yeah. Shitter's full. That's a that's a that's a regular discussion around there is whether or not the county's gonna help uh, pay for a new stadium. Gotcha. Um we got any other any other nudes? Uh, nope, I'm out. Okay. Uh, well, then we'll we'll do this quick and tidy this time. Uh, this has been the Fourth and Wrong podcast uh, for November the twenty third, twenty twenty. Thanks for listening. Uh, say goodbye, Keith. Goodbye, Keith. Watching the picture happen, <laughs> they were not nice. Oh, crimetry, oh, cremetry.
1: It was funny because I was lying on the couch when it happened and, like, like lying, like, horizontally. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, popped up and went, like, and this was, like, obviously <laughs> I, I worked Saturday, so I was, like, tired as fuck watching football on the couch while Jenny was reading her book uh, with my laptop on the coffee table. And I just, like, popped up and I was, like, christmas tree and then like laid back (laughs) down and she was just like what
0: (laughs) you wouldn't understand yeah you don't get it the browns are winning this season i don't even understand save it for the podcast i don't know start the podcast i don't know how that's gonna look at the end